Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. Uh, Marinella, it's December 13th as we record, and President Biden just signed the Respect for Marriage Act, which enshrines same-sex marriage and interracial marriage into law. So, super exciting day. It's my clap. It's it's needed. Thank you very much, Joe Biden. Yeah, we if we learned anything in 2022, it's that things we thought were uh, rights in this country are not actually guaranteed unless they're laws because the Supreme Court could just overturn that shit. So very exciting that this is now law uh, and those grubby little Supreme Court justices can't get their paws all over those um, court cases that had quote unquote legalize them previously but not really legalize them because it's like you know I'm look I'm not a lawyer I'm gonna get all the terminology wrong it's a law now <laughs> so we're very excited <laughs> so there's there's no undoing this unless Joe Biden undoes it or a president later Is that- yeah well and okay. like Congress has to pass it so this was um, passed by the House of Representatives the Senate and then signed into law by Biden so yeah it would take um, all of that to undo it Okay. I haven't had an American law class since 10th, 11th grade, and (laughs) that was a waste, so I don't really remember how it goes, but thank you. Absolutely. I'm here for that. Um, I actually, sad news, though, speaking of civics lessons, the, I think the last uh, living creator of Schoolhouse Rock died this week. Do you remember that? Like Schoolhouse Rocks? It's like, Schoolhouse I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill. And it taught oh, you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They don't make them like that anymore. No. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's that's sad. Oh, well. It is. It is. But uh, the, obviously that legacy will live on. I feel like you sing that little, I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill and everybody knows what you're talking about. Even if they don't remember all the steps of the song and how the bill gets to become a law, like you do know that there is a song that teaches kids about laws and how you write a bill. Yeah, plus they might have used that for years coming and we just didn't know, you know, we could have just... I shared like something about the remember the Campbell's soup commercial with the kid that was a snowman that started melting when he started eating his soup oh yeah 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 I remember that I shared that on Instagram because it warmed my soul and uh, a 22 year old boy was like I remember that commercial and I'm just like how it was 1993 (laughs) (laughs) but it must have been so good that it must have just lived on for years and I was just like okay I guess this is shocking but yeah Oh, well, I'm... I'm... Uh, yeah. Speaking of things that live on for years, <laughs> oh. Beauty and the Beast is coming back again. Oh. Um, yeah, so I guess in honor of the 30-year celebration, we know you guys are really into Disney based on the amount of plays those two episodes have had. It's crazy, actually. Yeah. Um, like two of our biggest be... episodes. I Yeah, I so definitely deserve an annual park pass at this point. But totally. hey. We should get free ones. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Disney. Yes. Get on it. Yeah. Hit us on our Instagram. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's a two hour long. Um, I think it's a musical and Josh Groban plays the, the Beast. Oh, okay. <laughs> and somebody named her. I don't know if you're if you know who that is. No, I don't. 
Anyway, so Belle's going to be black in this, so which is a positive direction. But I'm kind of just curious if the storyline's going to change at all. Yeah, I am curious. So there's a theater in the Goodman Theater does uh, a Christmas Carol every year, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. And they, every year, um, add a little more twist or modernization to it. So it has a very diverse cast that performs it now. And Fezziwig, um, at least last year, I don't know about this year's performance, is a lesbian now so like they they kind of keep trying to you know keep up with the times so it would be really cute if they also you know adapted beauty and the beast to be a little more a little more modern yeah yeah and martin short's in it and shania twain's in it and Whoa. i don't know it's on it's on disney plus on december 15th so hmm. i'll give you the review All or maybe right. i won't i don't know we'll see well, on to the episode today. I, uh, Marinella, kudos to you. This is a brilliant idea. We are handing out our 2022 lumps of coal. People that we <laughs> feel should get lumps of coal in their stockings this year when good old St. Nick visits them. Uh, yeah. I actually, are you familiar with where the lump of coal, like tradition or the origin of it started? Um, no, Pennsylvania, where? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So I wasn't familiar with it either. And I looked it up. Mental Floss has an article on it. And so this tradition of giving misbehaving children lumps of coal actually predates the Santa that we know. It seems to be associated with St. Nicholas, Sinterklaas, I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, and Italy is La Bufana. Again, I'm not sure pronounce yeah, that are you familiar yeah i know about la bufana for sure so apparently it's like a theme for all of them um so it doesn't seem that there's any one specific legend or history or like uh you know origin story but there's just this common thread that most of these figures entered your home through fireplaces and so I guess it's essentially convenience that you would just pick up coal from the fireplace and put it in the stocking for any, yeah, those misbehaving kids that you wanted to send a message to that they were naughty this year and that they need to clean up their act in the next year. So subtle. (laughs) It's not, yeah, not, not terrible at all. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Well, uh, Seeing as this was your brilliant idea, why don't you kick us off with your with our first lump of coal for 2022? I mean, this is like a kind of like a truckload of coal that I would like to bring to the doorstep. Door, doorstep. Uh, I guess the morality po- police in Iran. I think they deserve probably a truckload. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. I mean, things are getting pretty out of hand there, and I think now the United States is starting to be a little bit more aware of how women are affected in Iran and it is completely because of that regime yeah it is devastating to uh read some of the news coming out of Iran and so many young people both women certainly many women but I've also seen young men as well standing up you know against this and um the government has no qualms with killing them and trying to make examples of them or brutally beating them um i saw a headline this week actually that someone was hung 
um, publicly Mm -hmm. as a way to, again, try to, I I don't know if they think that this is actually going to be effective to deter people, because obviously there's, uh, you know, (laughs) very large uprisings against the government there and their archaic laws. Yeah, and it's all just been, what started with was just somebody not wanting to wear like a, a head wrap. Mm-hmm. I want to say. And Iran used to be one of the most modern countries. Like, if you ask somebody who lived there in the 70s, um, I had a friend from Iran, and her mom was like, it was like super up and coming. Like, women just were free. And then all of a sudden, overnight, like, things changed. So, yeah, big fucking truckload of coal for them. I hope it indeed does crush the morality police buried in coal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dump it all on them, crush them to death with coal. I'm I'm for that. Thank um, you. Yeah. Well, I you know think another group of individuals who deserve a truckload of coal, and this is no surprise if you've listened to previous episodes, uh, but the Supreme Court justices who voted to overturn Roe v. Wade, and that would be Samuel Alito, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, Clarence Thomas, and Amy Coney Barrett. Go ahead. Uh, I think they've all been doxxed online. So if we could get like a GoFundMe going, maybe we could actually coordinate lumps of coal <laughs> to them. <laughs> they've been what online? Sorry. What did you say? Uh, doxxed. You know, it's where their, um, like their address and their, uh, you know, personal contact information is oh, put, good. Yeah. put out publicly. And normally I'm against doxing because then, it, you know, these people get death threats. And I know that most of them have received death threats. And, you know, this episode is really tongue in cheek about this lump of coal. We're not encouraging anyone to actually. Yeah. We don't have money like that to be sending coal either. We're not <laughs> right. that kind of crowd. <laughs> no. <laughs> where would I find coal? I'm going to go to Walmart and buy a, a bag of like barbecue briquettes. I don't, I don't know where you find coal. I'm not. Well, yeah. I mean, that is one option. And then it feels wrong because then you're just like supporting, you know, Walmart, who probably deserves their own lump of coal. <laughs> so. They really do. They're not on my list. I'm surprised. <laughs> and isn't? I mean, coal is a fossil fuel. Like, so, you know, so really, it's logistically <laughs> don't send lots of coal because you're just going to harm our environment. Yeah, I think FedEx would decline moving that shipment as well, but I digress. Anyway, Supreme Court, definitely. Yeah, we're not over that shit yet, and it's going to be a long time coming before we are. Yeah, they might be. You and I talked about making this an annual tradition with the lump of coal for every year, and quite frankly, I'm okay keeping them on there for 2023 as well. Uh, Just, you know, (laughs) keep sending them coal. I can't imagine me taking them off the list anytime soon. Okay, I'll just keep this written down. I'm I'm surprised I don't have more people that I personally want to give coal to, but I think it's because I'm so outraged by other things that I just, I can forgive everybody else, but the rest of the shit, no way. Agreed. Agreed. So who do you have next then? Herschel Walker. <laughs> and one thing... I think I'm even more pissed off is because his name sounds so inviting because it sounds like perhaps maybe something to do with chocolate at first. (laughs) (laughs) And I just feel like played. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh, this guy. But 
the audacity for him to even put himself into a race where he has absolutely no experience in anything. And I think, you know, the amount of personal, like, investment he was making just to, like, be the top dog in his area and just be, like, the most popular guy was ridiculous. And the fact that he's, you know, has all these charges against him for beating the shit out of his wife previously. Mm-hmm. He's also come out against abortion, but there have mm-hmm. been multiple women who have uh, reported that they had an abortion and that he actually paid them to have an abortion and was like agreeable, you know, to the abortion. This is instances where he got a woman pregnant and she aborted the child and he was thumbs up, fully on board, sending get well cards one of the women had Ugh. talk about having receipts she had like a copy of the check he gave her to cover the cost and the get well card he said damn she well he says it's all lies so i wonder how he's defending himself against that like i don't know uh, like you have a routing number on a check it's pretty right <laughs> it's pretty whoops also he lives in texas i'm kind of over this whole he lives in texas but ran for georgia senate you know dr oz lives in jersey and ran for pencil you don't you don't just run because you're a rich fuck for senate in some other state like you gotta live you gotta live for the people you know the state of the people you want to represent well was he was he from georgia originally was that like his tie where he was like wanting to like live it up in georgia again he went to university of georgia and was like a well-known football player there i don't know if he grew up in georgia but he okay that's how he became famous was um playing football university of georgia and then i think he was the first overall draft pick in the nfl that the year that he went into the draft i could be wrong on that but i i think he was the first draft pick well, I just would have never had to know him any at any point at all had he not run for this. So, I mean, good job on him for getting his name out there, I guess. But it's it's not in a positive way. Right. Well, I will say, silver lining, that the voters of Georgia kind of gave him a lump of coal by not voting him Yeah, in. <laughs> yeah I was going to say, how much more coal does he need? I don't know. It, I was, mean, like a, it was like a runaway, right? It was pretty... Yeah. pretty clear yeah it was it was he called pretty it well. early yeah pretty early yeah. in the night uh no i'm on board <laughs> with that um okay so my next one is dave chappelle and this one in oh, some ways breaks my heart a little because i loved chappelle show and i am yeah. a dave chappelle fan but this year has just not been no Get him a lump of coal. Let's see if we can get him back on track. He's got a lot of the transphobia jokes. And they're really just not landing. I, I just think uh, that's like, you know, it. I, I mean, it's kicking somebody when they're down, right? Trans people are being attacked by everybody right now. Mm-hmm. They don't need a multimillionaire comedian coming after them as well. Like, punch somebody else, Dave. Like, come on, right? Yeah, where has that been on on his stand-up? Yeah, I don't, know if I've, I don't know if I've heard enough of it to to have heard any of that. But he, I forget which one he initially had some trans jokes on, and the trans community came out and were like, "Hey, like you know, we really don't appreciate this. This is you know, we don't think it's funny." 
And he doubled down on it in his Netflix special, The Closer, which I watched The Closer. Got to be honest, did not think it was that funny and did not finish it. And this is, you know, he's just, I think part of it is when you become that wealthy, you you start becoming part of the 1% and it probably is hard to have your usual edge. You know, like I, I think Dave was this, average black dude a guy who actually kind of struggled in a lot of ways growing up and so that was his angle and he can't have that angle anymore being you know again a multimillionaire. and so I just I don't know I think he's lost a little bit of it and this week I don't know if you heard the latest but on one of his um he's doing a, a tour right now and I think it was San Francisco he brought out Elon Musk to the stage. Um, what? Oh, wow. yeah. There is a leaked video online. Someone that was in the audience filmed it. Um, <clears throat> which, here's the thing. Even <laughs> Elon Musk <laughs> has been trying to, because he got booed. So people started booing, right? They're like, we're not Ooh, fans yeah. of Elon. Not sure why you're bringing him out. <laughs> yeah. Elon was having it removed from Twitter. Because, you know, he's all for that free speech, except for when somebody is critiquing him or booing him, then he tries to stifle it. Um, Yeah. So the videos made the rounds anyways. But as people are booing, Dave is attempting to save the moment by making some jokes. But his jokes are things like, do you notice that the people who are booing are the ones sitting in the back? And I'm like, so you're making fun of people who paid to come see you and then like you're making some joke about them being poor because they have the seats way in the back like how out of touch can you be right now yeah Ugh, that's that's not a good look actually yeah i'm surprised that he he was on on snl recently and and i thought he did well on it but then again he's probably not writing jokes and any of that so no definitely not Um, yeah um but i was surprised that they actually had him on snl i i was and i'm not because i think snl will do something controversial to get viewership right and i kind of get it um and it also i think it was the last episode of last season but like before he bought twitter so not to excuse it but i don't think he had quite gotten he had he not gone full elon at that point (laughs) He may not be coming back, I guess. They got him while he was in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well. Long cry from Tyrone Biggums and the crack. Anyhow. I know. <laughs> um, not too far from there. I'm going to go ahead and give some um, coal to the Apple AirTags at this point. I think we're done with them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, fill the listeners in for those not aware. Okay, so there's a big lawsuit against Apple for AirTags making it possible for you to stalk somebody. Um, and I thought about this because I keep an AirTag in my car because I have a pretty big tendency to not remember where the hell I parked my car. And it works for me because I have an iPhone and I actually want to find my car. But, you know, the more I thought about it, I was like, well... If somebody did tape one of these air tags to my car and I didn't have an iPhone, I would have no clue. Mm-hmm. And there's still no defense against it. And basically what they've, I think what they're trying to do, in my opinion, is 
force people to get iPhones? I don't know what the heck the, the ploy is. Like, why can't an Android find this thing and give you an alert? Like, that's the thing why I don't understand why Android and iPhone or Apple can't work together to make sure that, like, this tiny little device that's supposed to be useful doesn't turn into some, like, psychopathic thing. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. And as somebody who has been stalked by an ex-boyfriend, and this was pre this level of technology, thank God, um, it's terrifying uh, to think about that. And yeah, I don't get it either. Maybe I'm just not... It feels like it's not for lack of us having the technology to do it. It does feel like it's money reasons, right? Oh, hell yeah. That's why I'm, That's why I think the coal needs to come down because I'm like, this. there is no way, you know? There isn't something that can be done. It's just easier to be like, okay, just buy an iPhone or do this or... I don't know. And it, I don't know. I just, I hate that that actually exists. And I have one, so... I'm thinking, do I need to get rid of this thing? Is it unsafe for me to actually have my AirTag in my car now? Mm. Kind of, maybe. Because if somebody's following me around and they catch my AirTag, then they kind of know where the hell I am, right? Yeah, I don't actually have any AirTags, so um, I don't fully know all the ways in which people have been leveraging them to, like, stalk. But, yeah, that might be a consideration. Uh, I don't think any. I don't think anyone's looking to stalk me anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> you're totally stalkable. I don't know why you don't think you are not. I, you are definitely stalk worthy, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not to, to compliment you in this way. But thank I hope you it does so much. Happen. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. Straight to uh, Tim Apple. No, uh, do you remember when Trump called him Tim Apple instead of Tim Cook? <laughs> Yeah. Cole, straight to his place right now. Actually, I'm just imagining you could drop off Cole. All the uh, Apple Apple stores are all like glass, like fully glass around. So you could, um, could just, you know, pile it anywhere and mess up all the glass, get to clean it all down. Oh, gosh. Be a whole thing. Somehow they'll make money off of that. It'll be like a new marketing scheme. <laughs> definitely (laughs) it'll backfire we're not doing it (laughs) oh well next on my list is the uh well i I guess this is like a double let's let's hit them both um but we're gonna go with qatar and fifa hit them both uh they are Mm. horrific uh qatar for their horrible human rights violations i think I think it's over 6,500 migrant workers have died since they started building the stadiums for the World Cup. And this whole city that they had to build, there was like an entire, not only did they have to build all the stadiums for the World Cup, they built an entire city that didn't exist to be a host city for the World Cup as well. I mean, it's, it's... um, and then FIFA is a very corrupt organization. Tons of bribery went into Qatar winning the 2022 bid. Um, they're just super, super corrupt. There's lots of interesting documentaries out there if you want to learn more about how corrupt they are. I'm listening to a podcast right now called World Corrupted, which is really interesting and kind of goes into like the history of FIFA and the corruption. 
and is is just super fascinating and it's a shame because I love sports and I think a lot of pe- a lot of people love the World Cup and you should be able to watch soccer and enjoy these people who have like dedicated their life toward the sport you know and just be able mm-hmm. to enjoy it and it not be you know be at the hands of people dying to make this happen like that shouldn't be the way it is we you know we can do better fifa it it's not typically in the winter is it the world cup no this kind of weird i hate watching soccer i grew up in a house that watched soccer it was world cup world cup world cup my dad still sends me every update about every game i don't give a shit about soccer um (laughs) i fucking hate watching it um, it's fun to play, but yeah, it seems crazy to build a stadium out in the middle of nowhere at the expense of the people that live there. Mm-hmm. Well, and most of the people who built the stadium are from um, other places like Nepal. There are these migrant workers that go there. Qatar usually oh, okay. holds their passports and visas, so they have very limited options as far as leaving or going to work for another company within the country. Um, it's, I mean, it's just atrocious and we don't have time to go into all of the okay. horrificness of it, but yeah. Um, I'm understanding more now. Yeah. I'm understanding more. Yeah. yeah. So it's not even the Qatari, I believe that's how you say the Qatari people. Um, I believe that's how you say it. I, it's not even them who are dying. It's, you know, again, these migrant workers from other nations, um, and yeah, it, you are correct. It's usually held during the summer, but because it is in a fucking like uh you know desert area uh where the temperatures in summer exceed 100 degrees it was not possible to hold it during the summer so that's why they're holding it this time of year so it seems like they like kind of looked for that opportunity like oh this place would be great for it we can use it but only in this time so we might as well just do it now and let's change it all up Oh, yeah. There's so, I mean, so much about, yeah, you know, how they got it, uh, the bribery that went into it. And, yeah, all the things that they had to accommodate to make it happen because, again, they didn't have enough cities. They didn't have enough stadiums. They don't have the right weather conditions. They also are, like, a population the size of the greater Nevada area. The entire country is. And their their country has never been to a World Cup before. So you have a country hosting the World Cup who has never even qualified for the event before, which is another kind of interesting layer to this. Um, But I am, on a more positive note with the World Cup, Morocco is the first African team to make it to the semifinals. They play tomorrow. Yeah. So by the time this episode airs, it'll be over. But I am team Morocco. I'm all in. I'm hoping they win this fucking shit. Like, be so cool to see an African team win it. I agree. I did make a joke to my dad. I was like, oh, our roots or something like that. And he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, well, we we have definitely some African in our blood. And I could, you know, every Sicilian is outraged to hear that. But it's fucking true. So I was like, you know, I'm kind of happy that that's happening. Yeah. Well, they're like, that's not. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to take this for what it's worth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will see. Uh, We'll see. Like I said, they play tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. Um, What do you have next? Um... The Pandora skip limit. 
is getting a big lump of coal for me. (laughs) I don't have Pandora, so tell me about this. I mean, I have Pandora, the free edition, but I'm not going to pay to get to get through the songs that are not good i'm already listening to ads what 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 more do you want from me wait a minute so they make you listen to ads and then they have a limit on how often you can skip yeah i mean sometimes you know you hear like four or five songs that are terrible and you're just like i gotta skip it i can't i can't do it and then when you get to the like the fifth one if you don't i don't know if it's different I'm assuming it's because they want you to pay for it, which I'm not going to do. Um, you have to be very careful when you get to number five. You're like, if I keep skipping, then I'm going to be stuck here for a long time and I'll have no option to skip anything at all. So you almost have to like tolerate things that you wouldn't normally. <laughs> and I'm just, it's just, it pisses me off. Ooh, but not enough for me to pay Pandora. Right, right. But enough to send them a lump of coal. I'm on board with this. Yeah, I think they're owned by Sirius XM Radio or something now. I don't know who used to own it, but... Yeah, I'm not sure. All right. Lump of coal to Pandora. Um, I am sending my next lump of coal to really all the bad takes I've seen, mainly online by, you know, these people who just have no problem uh, when it's not their real face uh, that they have to put to it. They could just type some things anonymously online. But all the bad takes uh, for Brittany Griner, you know, let's be Uh happy. We brought an American home who is really, uh, you know, first off, I'm not convinced that she actually had any marijuana or vape cartridge on her. I can't believe people are taking her quote-unquote confession as um, a true confession. I mean, there are in the United States tons of instances of people, um, you know, falsely confessing because they feel coerced or pressured or they don't understand their rights. Um, And we don't have a perfect justice system but we have a much better justice system than russia does uh i don't think she really had i don't think she could say not guilty like i think she basically has to plead guilty and admit to it if she wants any hope of having a lesser punishment having a chance at you know, whether it's an appeal or or to be, you know, traded in a prisoner swap. So I think she was essentially forced to plead guilty. So I don't actually believe she's even guilty. I'll believe it when she mm-hmm. confirms it, uh, you know, now that she's back in the United States. Um, and then the other bad takes I see are, you know, that, that people are upset that she's being swapped for this guy called, was he the, the mercenary of death, I think is his name. But he's been, you know, here's my thought. He's been away for like over 10 years. I think 15 years he's been locked up. It's not like his contacts, you know, the people he used to work with and all this illegal arms dealing, they have found new people, right? Like the void that he left has been filled. It's not like he's going to step right back into his old role. That's just probably not how that's going to work. Um, So... Yes, he had a couple years left on his sentence, but like I, I think the damage is done as far as like what what he's able to do now that he's out. I don't I don't think he's ever going to be the same person he was before as far as like illegal arms dealing. Um, 
And then the people who are upset, and I, I get it, the other American, Paul Whelan, um, who, is, who is being held and he was not part of the prisoner swap. But here's the thing. Russia holds the cards here. They do not care or value human life. They have no problem keeping Brittany behind bars, keeping Paul behind bars. It's them who said we're only trading Brittany. Paul is not even up yeah. for negotiation. Right? It's not like we had an opportunity. And, and, and you act like, I think people act like we have the leverage here, but we really don't. Like Russia has the leverage because they don't give a shit if we say no. Um, and come to find out, uh, Russia had offered to do a prisoner swap Paul Whelan before with this mercenary of death guy and Trump declined it so he could have already Ooh, been back in the United that. States right so it's like I'm tired of the hot takes I think they're all based on the fact that she is a black woman who is a lesbian and I think people just have some uh you know racism and homophobia yes. underlying their opinions obviously yeah obviously and so this this guy that was swapped is back in russia yeah and i don't follow okay. this closely i actually think he's of ukrainian descent so i'm not sure although he's going right back to russia and putin so i don't i don't know his his true views on this war or anything um i haven't followed the story that deep but yes he's back in russia now if, I mean, if I was him, he's probably like, I don't want any part of any of this anymore. I'm just going to. Right. It's going to go straight to my favorite coffee shop and park my ass there. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't know why anyone would, I guess, argue her being let go. It, it seems like a win no matter what for her to be let go. Yeah, I think it's like, can't we celebrate an American who is being treated poorly by a dictatorship, authoritarian, horrible country? She was in a penal colony. Can't we just celebrate that she's home and safe? I mean, that's what I'm doing. Oh, we can. We sure can. Yeah. Good. That's what we do here. We celebrate Bertie Griner being home. What can we send her that's not a lump of coal? Oh. I don't know, but we really do need to. I don't know what she needs. But <laughs> love, understanding, empathy. A bag of weed. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too soon. <laughs> oh, if you need to connect, I know somebody at Applebee's. Anyway. <clears throat> do you have anybody you personally want to give coal to that you know? Yeah, I have one left and it's a personal one. Okay, yeah, I have one left and it's person to the left of my wall here unit 314 i would love to give this woman a fucking lump of coal <laughs> today i tried to speak with her uh her husband is always very pleasant to me i think he's a moron because she's not and i don't know if she can hear me right now but uh i was speaking directly to her talking about her christmas decorations and she just walked away from me and walked into her apartment rude who does that yeah she sucks i hate her you know so i might physically bring her some fucking coal you i it mean happen. that's very possible you could physically drop it off is this the same woman who is also screaming a lot that you can hear is is that the same neighbor screaming yeah, at the baby I mean, it's yeah it's primarily why i want to give her a lump of coal but i keep trying to find some reason to to not think so poorly of her and today i was like you know what you've you've done it again 
Oh, gosh. What's that? You know, when people show you who they are, believe them. It's tough, though, because I always want to see the good in people. Uh, but, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she's got any 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 in her at all. Mm. So that's my that's my personal coal story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my final lump of coal is also personal, uh, and we will call him the Nickin Man. Uh, I believe you oh, know this story, yeah. but we're yep, oh. Nickin Man. We are giving it to you. Um, I don't know. I did not tell him I have a podcast, but if he Googled me, he might have found uh, found it. So uh, if he does, you know who you are. Um, but yeah, this is a guy who I asked out on a date. Uh, I, he's an acquaintance from my local coffee shop that I knew. And he said yes. And uh, we went out. We went to a brewery, had a lovely time. I thought things were going well. He invited me back to his place. And I was very clear with my boundaries and saying, yeah, I would love to continue hanging out, but I'm not interested in having any sort of, you know, sexual relations tonight. Um, in which he was like, yep, yep, that's fine. Me too. It'd just be nice to hang out in a more private location. And like, I felt safe doing it because he wasn't an online stranger. Like this is a guy that I've spoken to dozens and dozens mm-hmm. of times at the coffee shop. So I had some level of acquaintanceship relationship with him anyways go into the restroom we were going to cuddle and walk out and bam naked man uh for any of you who watch how i met your mother i'm sure you will know the reference works supposedly (laughs) two out of three times but i would be that one out of three times you're the one out of three girl i mean yeah i just you know i'm kind of and this is not just him he's a he's an archetype you know, not that I've had the Nick and Man done to me before, but it's the archetype of pushy guys who agree to respect your boundaries, but then when you actually, you know, get to the behavior part, they don't. You know, they they push your boundaries. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's so, I mean, beyond it just being unattractive, it's just like, how do you expect that to go well with somebody you know, especially if you have the conversation beforehand, like, I don't want to do this. The response should be, okay, then we won't. Yeah. And then if you hang out again and you don't want to do it and you're still not ready, uh, that person should still be okay with that. And to be honest, like, I wrote down for one of my calls is anybody who's a dick to Liz. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, oh. it's the last one I have, so... I think I had him in mind, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to go there unless you were going there. Oh yeah, we're going there. Send him, and I also know where he lives, so I could drop off some lumps of coal. Um, but just for the visual, because again, if you've seen How I Met Your Mother, you know that they talk about striking different poses, like the Captain Morgan, right, or the Superman. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. He did the paint me like one of your French girls pose oh no yeah i might not be able to see titanic the same ever again i just can't i cannot imagine not on my ballsiest day i know especially i would just never strip myself naked for somebody no matter how much i like really actually wanted to do it i could not bring myself to do that no i know i know well um i love this i can't wait to do our 2023 uh we like i said i already have the supreme court down next year um yeah 
lumps yeah, of coal as well going out uh, I think we have another <laughs> Christmas holiday themed episode next week as well. So tune in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We're we're trying to work on our clothes because we don't know how to say goodbye properly. So we're going to do that thing where, um, right, we say follow us on Instagram. What's the Instagram, Marinella? Uh, <laughs> prim and proper, prim and proper podcast. I'll link it in the episode notes and um, yeah, and leave us a review. But not a shitty one, a good one, please. Yeah, yeah, please. Not a lump of coal for us. We delete, we delete the bad ones. Oh, I wonder if I Much can. Much like Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk can do it. We can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. See you then.